love on yourself. Take one step forward. Like, focus on what, what's one thing that you can do today. Like, when we're going through things, quite often we feel overwhelmed or unhappy. Like, take, take the pressure off. I would say focus on one thing that you can do today that will help you move forwards. Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue. Hey, hey, come on in. It's that time again for us to get some motivation, some inspiration, some of that little something that someone can show us how to overcome our adversities and what we're going through. You know, life's going to come around and kick us in the teeth and we got to be prepared for it. And that way we can move forward in life. And believe it or not, people are watching you to get through your situation because they want to be just like you. They want to be strong like you. And this way you can teach them what you're doing and they're going to help someone along the line. And a hundred years from now, you're going to be helping someone and you not even know it. Hey, welcome to the show here. I'm the Professor of Perseverance. I'm Dr. James Perdue. And uh, here we're going to talk to you today. Our our guest today, well, she was in a terrible car accident. And uh, we're going to get started with her. Here we go. Welcome to the show. Hey, I don't, I don't like that picture. Let's go with this one here. There we go now then. Uh, <laughs> now then. So, hey, uh, yeah, appreciate Scarlett O'Connor. Thank you for coming in. And oh, definitely, yeah, I've, I've been wanting to meet you for a while now. Oh, thanks, James. Thanks ever so much for having me here. So this is going. This can be good. Um, uh, yeah, I just get all fired up when I meet people that have been through something. Not that I want anybody to go through anything, but it's how you come out on the other side, and how yeah. you, you know, we may not have the life we want it. We may not have the best life ever promised that we thought was promised to us. But even though we go through something, we can still have a good life. Oh, 100%. And isn't isn't that true about not being like having necessarily the life you would have liked or the life you would have wanted? It's, I mean, from the minute you're born, you don't get to choose those parts, eh? It's, That's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I said uh, to, um, oh, I don't know, but uh, I forget. Uh, oh, yeah, talking about, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, we all want growing up do certain things you know i want to be a professional athlete and wanted to uh tell people my dad died when i was 16 so i wanted to uh back in the, back in the day i'm getting old enough i can say back in the day now that um they used to do mail order brides and so i would tell everybody i was going to get a mail order groom for my mother you know <laughs> so, uh, from there so all right, what we're going to do is uh we're going to i'm going to shut up for a minute and uh, hey, little Yoda, what's up, big brother? Appreciate you, uh, appreciate you coming in, little Yoda. This is Scarlett uh, O'Connor. She's gonna tell her story here. So what I'm gonna do is Scarlett. So I'm gonna shut up for a second, and you throw us into where we need to start with the, the, your point of life uh, from your situation, and then I'll uh, ask a couple of questions as we go along. Okay. All right. So, well, I guess, I mean, the introduction there you gave me, James, with starting with the car accident, I probably, I guess that's probably just a great place to start, really. So in, uh, in 2017, I 
I, I lost my dad. Now, my dad wasn't um, much of a father, let's say. He was an alcoholic, schizophrenic, and had been mentally ill for his whole entire life. So if anything, I looked after him. Um, but he was my only person. So I didn't I didn't have anybody else. And, and when he became poorly that year, I, I was the one rushing to his bedside every day and looking after him when he was in hospital. And uh, just before my birthday that year, he passed away um, uh, with me. And yeah, it was pretty traumatic, I guess, um, to experience. Now, being his only person as well, I was the one who had to go into doing mode immediately because uh, the day after he passed away, I got the call from the uh, funeral directors to say, hey, you know, uh, you need to sort out the bill. You need to sort out all the stuff. You need to do everything. And so it was like, oh, okay, well, there's no real time for grieving then. There's no time for being upset. I've got stuff to do. Um, it, three weeks after my dad passed away as well, I had planned to take my son on holiday traveling around Cambodia. And so we had... I had a couple of weeks really and that was already in and I didn't want to not do that with my son and for him to not have that because of what happened with my dad so I had like three weeks really like my son wasn't affected by what happened by my dad because they never really had a relationship and so I, I had three weeks to kind of plan, plan finish planning the holiday get ready for that say goodbye to my dad um and then I went traveling for five weeks with my son and spent the whole five weeks as if nothing had ever happened. Like, because I was looking after him. I was mum all day. I was a traveler on the night, picking up a bottle, doing my thing, dealing with stuff in my own way and just hiding, hiding the tears, hiding how I was feeling and, and just continuing to suppress it. Uh, and then after I got back, a week after getting back, being back into work, going 100 miles an hour, continuing to go 100 miles an hour, on the Friday of that first week back, I I woke up to find that I just woken up from a coma. I had a severe head injury. I'm not sure if you're able to see on here, but I have scars, big scar across my head. It was all stapled up. Mm -hmm. um, I had a severe head injury, and I found out that the night before, I had passed out at the wheel of my car due to exhaustion, so experienced true burnout, and I had gone into a tree at 50 miles an hour. Hmm. So... Yeah, thankfully, I, I woke up from the coma, um, and in here to tell that, here to tell the story, I guess. Um, but yeah, it say was a, sad, the sad things about them trees—they they rarely move out of the way. Yeah, they I mean, I did, actually did a speed awareness course a few years before that, and I remember being told you'd never want to go into a tree or a bridge because yeah, neither of them are going to move yes. out the way. That's yeah, right. they're not going to move least out of the way. At least a telephone pole can break in half. So, uh, yeah, exactly. That, bend, be moved. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me uh, ask this question here. So, are you the only sibling, or are you just the only one that was taking care of dad? No, I'm the only sibling. Okay, it's the only child he had. Yeah, the only child. Okay, okay. So, and so yeah, after that, I uh, I guess I probably went into a pretty dark place, to be honest. First, uh, now, how long I, were I, you? How long were you in this coma? Uh, only for a couple of days. A couple a day, of days, okay. I think. Yeah, and then in intensive care for a week or so. Mm -hmm. And then I had about three, two, three months of recovery as in sleeping every most days for a lot of hours because my head was recovering. Uh, and, and really waking up to do mum duties. So waking up to cook the dinner, waking up to do what I absolutely had to do and then 
crawled in back to bed. And then, yeah, as the year went on and I came out of needing to sleep continuously, uh, I, I went into a really dark place. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't look in the mirror without crying, without falling apart, catching a glimpse of myself without falling to a million pieces. I, I, I felt so stupid. I felt so ashamed. I felt so embarrassed. I, and I, I realized not long after that, that actually I was just in a lot of pain, not from the car accident, but the burnout had been caused because I was in so much pain. I hadn't ever dealt with it. Yeah. Yeah. With all the stuff you were taking on the dads at that time, plus still trying to be your mom and everything, like I said, work and getting this trip ready prepared. So you don't want to disappoint your son and everything, everything come crashing down all at one time. Yeah. It I, I, yeah. It, I can say it'd been very, very difficult. So yeah, it all caught up with me. It all caught up with me. And so the the January of that year, I was finally able to get back to the gym. And the gym had been part of my life since kind of about my 20s. And so I, I kind of made a commitment to myself, like, one, one I want to come back stronger. Uh, two, I want to move into the field of really helping other people uh, at, because I wasn't doing that. And three, I really need to heal. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to... Uh, there's stuff back there that I've never dealt with and I know I need to deal with. So, so you, uh, really so how, how old were you during this? How old when this took place with the, the, the car wreck and take care of your dad? How old were you? What was that? Sorry. How old? How old was I? So that yeah. was what, 2017. So that was six years ago. So I was 30. 30. And you now I've given my age away, haven't I? No, that's, <laughs> no, that's okay. When you look as good as you, you know, you can tell everybody you're 150. They'll, they'll be jealous. So, uh, <laughs> so when you look as good as you, you're, I tell people I definitely got the face for uh, podcasting. Of course, they used to say radio back then. Now, uh, Coach, I, I just, the only reason I asked that is how were you with the car accident, take care of dad? Because you mentioned something about going to the gym and working out in your 20s. Yeah. So you were a, somewhat of a gym rat. I mean, were you an athletic person? You just like working out? Did you play sports? No, so I didn't grow up doing any of that. Was not an athletic person. Had a child at sixteen, and so sport, fitness, exercise—it was never on my radar. Didn't really get it. Thought people were quite alien who did it. Like they—they're just different. Uh, and then in my twenties, I realised quite how unfit I really was, and and how unhappy I was with my body. Like very grateful for it to have carried a baby, to be a mum, but wasn't happy with it. And so also didn't, it was around the same time as like magazines were out and it had women having, I don't know, tummy tucks and all this great work done. I remember thinking, uh, oh, I wish I had the money for that, but I don't. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to work hard. Um, And so initially I did it because I wanted to uh, deal with my body. But to be honest, what kept me going and why it became a routine of mine was because of what it did for my mental well-being. Like... Mm. I noticed that I felt much more confident. My self-esteem was higher. The The way I dealt with things on a daily basis was much better. Uh, I, I just felt so much more prepared for my day if I got up and done exercise in the morning. And so it became a part of my routine because of the benefits, really. Like One of the benefits is the body, obviously, and that improving, but that doesn't happen overnight, right? And 
when you first start exercising, it's bloody hard. So mm-hmm. the thing that kept me going and pushed past like the just starting it or stopping it, which I know a lot of people do, um, was really recognizing the benefits and giving myself a pat on the back, to be honest, like getting up in the morning when you don't want to go into the gym, even though it's tough. Um, just really get like, oh, well done. Yeah, you're going to feel good for this. And- well, any type of routine that you get into and stay into, you know, takes a lot of discipline. And it does. No matter what it is. I mean, just being a 16-year-old parent, you know, and learning to do everything and stay consistent and, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, completely. And that's something I, I know that people struggle with. Like I was actually just on a call today with a client and they were saying, like, what do I do about like staying with what I've said I'd do. And I'm like, well, you, well, first thing is you've got to, you've got to have the value of discipline. Like you have mm-hmm. to, you have to live by that because it's not about being disciplined to do what your boss has told you to do. It's not about being disciplined enough to tell you what your partner's told you to do or your mother's told you to do or whoever. It's actually about being disciplined enough to do what you say you're going to do. Like, okay, well, I said I'm going to do this today. I said I'm going to do this this week. And I'm not just going to give myself excuses and I'm not just going to let myself off the hook because I'm not being made to. Yeah, like you're saying, if the, a boss or a spouse or something wants you to do something and you have the discipline to do what they want, or there's going to be some type of consequences. Whereas yes. you don't give your own discipline, then you need to give yourself some type of consequences or you go, oh, well, I'll, try, I'll do it tomorrow. You know, so. Well, this is it. And I think people don't realize the consequences. You don't get that thing. Yeah, that, yeah, uh, and, yeah. You're not yeah, getting what and, you wanted in the long run. Uh, you're just shorting yourself out. You're just shooting yourself out. And we never know what's going to happen in life, right? Like, we literally never know. That day that I ended up waking up from a coma, uh, that could have been my last day. I may not have had, like, I don't know. We, it's easy to think, like, we've got forever. But the reality is we, we just never know what's going to happen. We never know how our own circumstances might change. And so if you've got the health and the, you've got the ability, you've got the, like, whatever it is to be able to do that thing, like, take advantage. Like, not many people in this world have. Like, lots of people didn't even wake up this morning. Um, and I was, oh, actually, oh, yeah, as the, the car shows there. Yeah. Um, Get the image of the, uh, at least the front end of the car up here for, for us to look at. But Yes. So, yeah, very, very grateful to have woken up from that. Definitely grateful to be here today. Grateful to be having this chat, James, and actually be able to say, say I'm here. Um, uh, I'm not grateful for the accident. I think when we when we say we're kind of grateful for the, some of the shit we go through, it's uh-huh. not, not so such being grateful for that. But I am grateful for the journey I've been on since. Oh yeah, yeah. We we we're not happy what we go through and stuff no. like that. But uh, we've got to learn to accept it and move forward uh, with it. So absolutely. All right. And so now let's uh, get into uh, Patty's coma. You uh, started get. Uh, you say you were getting more into you working out uh, again. Uh, what else was going on after what was yeah. driving you to do after life? I mean, after this accident, what was your mindset? So my mindset was 100% I want to come back stronger, along with knowing that one thing I'd always wanted to do was help others, and I really wasn't doing that. I had a great career, and that was wonderful, but inside I didn't feel happy. Like I could be grateful for so much, 
uh, and I had a lot to be grateful for, but inside I wasn't happy. So I, I needed to change things. Like how, how would I experience burnout? Like I, I honestly couldn't believe when the doctor said, the reason that you ended up in your accident is because your body gave up before you did. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had to look in the mirror, like there's something that I'm doing that's not, it's not working because I've almost just died. So what is it about how I, how I deal with things that doesn't work? And so I knew I needed to change things about me. I knew I needed to to look in the mirror and do something, do things differently. I didn't quite know what. And so I started looking for, like, how do you really help somebody? Like, because I know that traditionally the path when we think, like, I don't know, we're not coping very well or we're not dealing with things, we go to a doctor and the doctor says, okay, well, here's some pills or here's a counselor, like to go and see a counselor or... And I didn't want either of those options. And I, I didn't really understand how either really helped. So I wanted to understand, I, I, I was like, I wanted, I wanted to understand how do we, how to, like, what is our other options? And what can I do? Like, how, what, how, what field can I get into and how can I help somebody? So I began studying neuroscience. Mm-hmm. And at the same time as studying neuroscience and starting to understand how does trauma impact the brain? I began to qualify in uh, NLP and hypnotherapy, became a hypnotherapy and NLP master. And along with going on this journey to understand how I could help others and gain these incredible tools, I knew that myself, I needed to come back stronger. I didn't feel that I would be well equipped to help somebody else if I'm still not in the best place myself. So um, it's weird, isn't it? Because sometimes we don't know quite how the how is going to come about, Mm -hmm. but how came about by actually me entering a bodybuilding competition and I I entered a competition I had no idea what I was really entering I just knew it was a fit mum thing that was all I knew at the time I saw category and was like fit mum I'm fit mum I've worked 10 years for this body and mm-hmm. I almost just lost my life so you know what I might have been scared of this before but I'm gonna go do it because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not letting anything hold me back <laughs> and uh yeah I I didn't really, I didn't realize what I'd entered and I never realized at that point entering it that actually that would be what helped me with my comeback. Along with studying neuroscience, along with understanding how trauma had impacted my brain, along with doing the deep inner work, at the same time I had a great companion, which was bodybuilding. And so that year I entered my first competition, so a year after my accident, and a great friend of mine and, and coach who became my coach said kind of like, I'm here to have your back. You, like, let, let's do this. And I came across a competition that if you won in the UK, they would take you out to America and you would have the opportunity to compete in America. So I told him, but nobody else was like, okay, I know it sounds crazy, but my goal was to go from a coma to become a world champion athlete. And in 2019, since you were this, you were this big athlete before, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I went to the gym. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Earlier you mentioned you weren't really, really an athlete. Yeah, no. You did work out and stuff, but you were, you know, never played sports, nothing like that. So, yeah, so, no. when, you, so when you say to become this world performance athlete, you know, it sound, kind of sounds a little funny coming off the tongue air a little bit. It does, and it did to me as well. And mm-hmm. the amount of doubt I had and this little voice in my head like who do you think you are to do this uh what gives you and it was uh, yeah very much I think that whole journey actually was a lot of positive self-talk going on do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like 
and, and it didn't happen. Like that year I, I entered a competition, I didn't win. And I could have given up then and gone, right, you know what? Okay, I tried. It yeah. obviously wasn't meant to happen. Um, but I didn't. I persevered. Um, and, and I know 100% I wouldn't have got there without my coach either because I could never have got into the condition that he helped me to uh, or had the support of him with me. But a year later in 2019, I was taken out to America where I won. So it, yeah, that. So you won that. your competition where you were located and then won to come to America. Yeah. So and I didn't won, win. And then won yet. the American one as well? Yes. And then oh, I went wow. back in 21 and won again. Oh, it was so easy. You took a year off and then decided to uh, come back. No. Just to, just to show <laughs> no. everybody you can do it, even though you took a year off, huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> definitely not. And it you was said, definitely not easy. You said, um, uh, you, you said you were, you were yawning. <sighs> let me go, let me go <laughs> compete at this again. Uh, you know, so well, while you're talking about that, uh, and let's, uh, let me play with these buttons again. And I got the picture of you. Um, where we oh, see some of your scars across your forehead you were showing us with the staples and uh, stitches and also what your bodybuilding looks like. Ah. Uh, but you can, again, uh, you can see the, oh man, just the face, the bruising, the So that's the eyes. two different accidents. Oh, it's two different accidents? Yeah. So two years before my oh, car okay. accident. I was assaulted by police in oh, Spain. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. So I'm assuming this one yeah. was the with the assaulted by police? Yes. Oh, okay. And I do see the, the, the scar you're showing on the forehead right here. So this is the car accident one. That's okay. the car accident. And this yeah. is you. Yes. Winning Miss Atlas? No, this is another competition in the UK. But just oh, this is a different one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so this is not the pictures with your Atlas. Okay. But you no. won Miss Atlas in America those two years. Yes. And those okay. those photos are all on are somewhere in my media as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, looks like you know what you're doing with the sculpture that I can tell by. <laughs> I'm not a professional I mean, at this, but I can... I can tell abs when I see them. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, definitely shredded, as they would say. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it took a lot of self discipline, and it it really was. I'm I'm so grateful. I still bodybuild now. I will be competing again maybe later this year. Um, I'm really I'm really blessed and grateful to have had that had it as a companion while I've been on my own healing journey. Now, if it wasn't for the car accident, the comb and everything. You hadn't attempted this before, and again, no. now you said, let's go do it. Again, because yes. you don't know what life has in store for you. Let's go do it, see what happens. Yeah, and also, I was never very good at looking after myself, mm -hmm. like doing things for me. Had always grown up looking, at, looking after other people, and obviously I became a mum at 16. Yeah. So it, it was kind of like, oh, wait there. I need to I need to do something for me as well. Like not mm -hmm. not not for my boss, not because I'm mum, not because somebody else is telling me or they're gonna benefit or but actually I need to do something just for me. And 
I, I'd already kind of made that decision, but I didn't know what it would be. And then it ended up being bodybuilding, which honestly I would have never expected for go back years ago. And including after my coma, when I was looking in the mirror and, and falling apart, looking at scars across my head, yeah. I didn't think I'd ever have the confidence to even be out in public. Uh, I was never one to really take pictures of myself. Like all of the years of going to the gym, nobody knew about it. It was never, I never put it on media. I never shared that stuff. I just kept it to myself. I did my thing. I was never one to be in the public eye or such, or like have all eyes on me. Or So it, it was so alien. And I, if you had said to me after my car accident, in 12 months from now, you're going to be up on stage dressed in nothing but a bikini, all tanned up, mm-hmm. uh, showing off your muscle, well, I'd have just laughed. I mean, no, there's no chance that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and again, it goes to a lot of great discipline uh, for yourself that you got to put on to yourself and go through. Yeah. Now, uh, you mentioned that uh, you got your coach to help uh, with with your desire here. Okay. And was he the, you said you at that time didn't tell anyone else. So like working at the gym, you're walking by other women working out and say, Hey, I'll see you in competition. You can finish second. Cause I'm taking number one. You know, you didn't do, <laughs> you didn't do any of that, uh, you know, gloating or pushing. I mean, did you keep to yourself? You did your own thing and just you, and, Every your coach day. Knew, and just you and your coach knew that there was a big plan involved. We knew that there was a goal, that there was a vision. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. I'd love to create. Well, yeah, yeah. You yeah. don't know the outcome, but no. you get this big plan, big goal of what you want to uh, go after and then see where it leads you. Yeah, and to be honest, the big goal was partly for me as in I needed to come back stronger, but yeah. I also wanted to show other people again that it doesn't matter what you go through, that you can come back stronger. Like, you, you can, whatever you've been through, whatever, like, adversities, trauma, hurdles, like, you've been faced with, you can overcome it. You can come back stronger. You can. And so I think that was what really helped with my motivation and discipline and really, like, really wanting it as well more than anything was that it, it almost felt like it was always much bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Like it was always a bit like this podcast, I guess, for you. It's it's not it's it's about the people. it's about other people. It's yeah. it's not yeah, it, it wasn't so much about me, but like it was to a part, but Yeah, yeah, oh exactly. Yeah. Uh I try my best. I'm not perfect. I goof around I, I do stupid stuff every day, but I try <laughs> not to discount anybody's problems because what they're going through, I may be going, What? Or yeah. I may be going what you know because yeah. i don't know if i can go through what you're going through and i try to you know i try not to discount how small we may think it is but it could be the world to them okay well that's so important yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I, most people do as well is they um for themselves they discount their own traumas like yeah. hearing this today somebody might go well i i didn't go for a car accident so my stuff isn't as bad and the reality is, like, we've only been through what we've been through. Well, the, the car accident and ended up being the outcome from the burnout. From the burnout. And the from burnout the, came because I never actually dealt yeah. with my childhood trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything with your dad dying, like, say, the shadow trauma, 
the the assault with the policeman, everything that's going on is, you know, just bits and pieces of it's building up, building up, building up. And then finally the outcome was the car accident uh, from yes. there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I try not to, I, I, an example I tell people is, you know, what if we get up in the middle of the night to go bathroom or get a drink of water and we kick the door and what do we do? Most of us is we stumped her toe. We're going to miss an hour of sleep because the toe's hurting and throbbing and miss an hour of sleep and then go, all right, but what if that person had that brittle bone disease? Now they've shattered their toe. All right. Or what if they're a hemophiliac? Now they're bleeding inside. Okay. And so I try not to discount, um, again, how trivial we may think it is, again, but it may be a world to them. Yeah. So, and yeah, like I said, uh, they can, and, and a lot of us don't give ourselves enough credit, like you mentioned here, that um, we want to downplay, you know, it's not that or whatever, but we don't give ourselves enough credit that we could get through a lot of stuff out there. Now, we may need other people's help. We may need an organization or something to help us, a hospital, doctors, psychiatrist, psychologist, preacher, minister, boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, our children, something that we can have something to grab hold on to get us through another day. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Sometimes that is, yeah, exactly what we need, isn't it? Just to be able to, yeah, continue. And things like this, sometimes all we need is a bit of inspiration in our life. You know, all, all we could do is everybody go to the gym, work out for a year, go win as a competition, and we're over with. Right? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, wow. Honestly, uh, I had achieved quite uh, quite a few things in my life previous to the competition. And mm-hmm. um, it didn't seem to matter what I achieved. I never really felt... Accomplished. Uh, Achievable. Accomplished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. And I realize now. Yeah, you, that we, we, could, we could be whatever in our life and, you know, win a lot of things, goals that we're setting to go do and still feel we're falling short. Yeah. Yeah. And I did. There's something out there that we could be doing. Yeah. And I did. And I realize now that um, a lot of that had to just do with internal. It had to do with what was going on internally, and that was mm-hmm, what needed mm-hmm. to be solved. That was what needed to be worked on. But we still, anything. yeah, feeling incomplete and empty for the lack of satisfaction we may have missed out early in life. Yes. So, yeah. Hey, one thing I learned with the, and I, I'm so impressed to how you overcome, and and especially, and I'm not just pinpointing because you've won your competitions and stuff like that. That's that's great. Like you said, you could finish eighth place, 10th place, 20th place, it would have still been a great accomplishment. You know, yes. you know, when people go to Olympics, not everybody's going to win the Olympics, you know, no, exactly. and, and, and one, one person uh, years ago, something happened and they got hurt and here they are trying to drag themselves to the finish line. And yeah. someone asked, why did you do this? Or why did you, you know, to fin-? And he said, my country didn't finish. My country didn't send me here to, to compete, but to finish and, you know, for that, you know, so they, they knew they were going to be dead last uh, for whatever happened, but they were going to make sure they completed it for their country. And so, uh, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. But, uh, and this is uh, it like in bodybuilding as well. There's that, I don't know, like this year I didn't win. I came second this year. So like there's, 
I don't know, however many of you on stage together competing at what there is only one winner. Mm-hmm. That's it. But every other person that's on that stage has put in the effort. They've done the work. Yeah. That they're, they're just as deserving. Like whether you come, like you said, first or eighth or twentieth or whatever position, really. Yeah, yeah. Like when you spent months preparing and putting the work in, it day in, day out, day in, day out. Like it's about being proud of yourself for doing everything you've done. That 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 day is just a, a cherry on the top kind of thing. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's that that's and that's all it is really on the day. Like yeah. all of the work and effort every day that you've put into it is yeah what what needs to be celebrated and be proud of and because now, not everybody can do that right <laughs> i learned i learned this years ago i meant i went to a rehab uh, again i'm in, in wheelchair from spinal cord injury and went to a rehab and met this girl a uh, well, girl woman that uh, worked at the rehab and she was maybe not exactly you know built like you but she was into women competition bodybuilding okay ah. and so uh I got talking to her. I mean, cause I was an athlete before I got uh, hurt and, and she had won like first and second place with her thighs and her back, you know, first or second, third and something else, you know? Um, but I remember meeting her and then, uh, at the, one of the physical therapists I was talking to when I was there and they said, said, yes, yeah, she used to weigh like 300 pounds and she, was just tired of being like that. So she went yeah. to go on a diet. And so she went on the diet, lost weight. Then she went to go a little bit further by working out. And then she got addicted to the working out. And then started, like you said, sculpturing up a little bit and getting cut yeah. and, and decided to get into a competition. Oh, amazing. Now, oh, it's awesome. If it's if it just ended like that, it would be an awesome story, right? Okay. Well, about five <laughs> years later, I go back to that rehab met up with this woman again, still working there. And I looked at her and she's probably put on 200 pounds back. Uh, she's back to close oh. to 300. Okay. And I didn't want to say anything to embarrass her about, Hey, what happened? You know, or nothing. I, I just, I, I knew beforehand she was that big. Uh, so I go back to those physical therapists and I'm talking to them and say, Hey, uh, I just saw, and don't want to get a woman's name here. Uh, and um, they explained to me, what had happened is she says, even though she looked good, felt the best she's ever felt in her life, she was tired of counting the calories, tired of doing the other stuff. But the biggest thing was she wasn't happy with her life. And she said Aww. she would rather be big and overweight and be happy than being miserable and in good shape like that. So that's, that's, that's the big thing out of that is we've got to be happy with ourselves. We so have got to be happy with ourselves. This is what's, that's what sent me on a path to really understand neuroscience. How does the things we go through affect us? Because it's actually most of the reason that a lot of, and a lot of adults, a lot of people are unhappy has, isn't their current circumstances, but it's all the shit that they're holding on to. Mm-hmm. from the past oh that's it and we don't and get taught that we don't get taught how the brain works in school we don't get taught how the adversities we face affect us how trauma affects us what it is we can we can be doing like how we can actually get the most out of our brains 
Mm-hmm. Um, instead, we just suddenly become adults. We have all this responsibility. We face all these more adversities, all this other trauma, all these other setbacks. And we actually have real no idea of how our mind, mind works. Like when I discovered that and I realized that it was because of what I'd been through as a child that I didn't really love myself, that mm-hmm. I had self-esteem and confidence issues inside that uh it it made so it made so much sense. that's what sent me on the path to really help others now like to be able to get the most from their brains to be able to actually to be actually able to have great habits to have a great mm-hmm. life and live fulfilled without having to be on some diet without having to restrict but just by working on the inside uh, well, so now it leads me to uh, throw my little plug in since uh, you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, living not in the past a little bit, that I've got a mini course. Go to Professor uh, professor of, uh, what is it, ProfessorPerseverance.com and scroll down on the page and you'll see there's a free mini course on your past doesn't have a future, but you do. And you go in and get this free mini course and there's a uh, free uh, ebook as well. Everybody jump in and grab it. So you led, you led me into it. Thank you there, uh, Scarlett. Appreciate oh, it. Oh, my absolute pleasure. What, what a lovely lead that was. <laughs> so, all right, now let me ask you a question here. So you, you mentioned it two or three times here, but if you were to give one or two little small advice on someone, whatever they're going through, what could you tell them they may want to do to start to dig themselves out where they're to, to a better place? So... Your brain only works in images and that voice that nobody else can hear. And while we can think, well, what you say to yourself doesn't matter because nobody else can hear it anyway. The reality is, is that voice has a lot of power. That voice can affect what you do today because it will affect your thoughts. It affects how you feel and it will affect the actions that you take. And so... If I could give you one piece of advice to be able to get out of a a rut, a dark place, it would be to begin to really talk to yourself like like you're a child. Like recognizing that like when you're younger, you you always think that you're going to get to, I don't know, 30 and you're going to be old. You look at 30-year-olds and you think that they're old and you, you expect something to change when you get older. But the reality is nothing changes. You just get older, you go through more shit, and you become a little bit wiser. And you look older when you look in the mirror. Like, that's it. The The inside doesn't actually change. And so that little boy or that little girl, whoever that is inside for you, like, they need your love, they need your encouragement, they need your support, they need your kindness. And, yeah, if, if I could give you one piece of advice, it would be to do that, to love that little little girl or boy inside to focus on encouraging and supporting them and being being your own best friend to yourself hey uh, here's a this is a little comment uh, i like this uh still still yet stealing you stealing you he says uh people give in to the negative things in life instead of focusing on the betterment yeah that's it uh, they they want to for some reason, I put, here here's my uh, little anecdote. Hey, thank you for this uh, stealing you. Uh, here's my little thing on this: is uh, we are so trained to be negative that we have to work so hard to be positive. Life and how do you do that? 
when we're born and we're being carried by mom and dad, I whine and cry when I'm uh, hungry. So what do they do to feed me? You know, now I'm getting what I wanted because I whined and cried. Okay. When I'm wet, I whine and cry to get changed. They change me. When I'm unhappy, they whine and cry, you know, to get. So we, we focus on the negative to get what we want when we need to learn eventually, like you're talking to me, talk to ourselves and what we want. Here's where we need to be as honest as possible as well. And then to make those changes and then try to be as positive and go from there. And I'm, I'm like uh, you, Scarlett. I believe that we all are here that we should be able to help somebody. And we yes. can't help, we can't help everybody, but we can help what we call our little corner of the world and make our little neighborhood a better place. And it starts with us, right? Yes. Or do it for yourself first. There's a lot of people out there exactly. who still focus on the outside and maybe helping a lot of people, but haven't yet. You need, you've got to help yourself first. I've, I've met uh, several people that want to go out there and help other people, but then they're still dragging their baggage behind, but yet they want to try to help other people. And, and like people, I mentioned earlier, they don't, believe, um, they don't believe it, but people see through that. Yeah. But it's difficult because, like, we, we only see the world through our eyes and – like when you, I know for myself, I, I carried so much emotion with me for most of my life and I was so unaware of that. I had suppressed it since my childhood and if the accident hadn't have happened, I'd probably still be carrying that baggage around with me now. Mm-hmm. And I would have never been, like I would have probably known but not known, like known but not been aware of the impact that it would have on the way I think, the way I see the world, the impact that could have on other people, would have just been never aware of it. Because, I don't know, I still think trauma is widely misunderstood. I think the impacts of it, how it affects our brain, our way of thinking is still widely misunderstood. And, yeah, like there, while there's lots of people who want to focus on negative, I think there's lots of people in the world who focus on the positive but still feel held back by the negative stuff they're carrying and they're just unaware of it yeah, or what to do. Well, yeah, or what to do. That's that's a big thing. Or what to do. Or what to do. That's huge, yes. So, All right, Scarlett, hey, we're done to the end of our time here. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, really enjoyed your story. Learned uh, uh, some things to help me with a little bit here. On to get through a little little something today, possibly. So, um, hey, go ahead and uh, tell us your social medias, uh, how people can find you, uh, your coaching, anything to help people. Oh yeah, amazing. Okay, so you can find me. My Instagram is Scarlett O'Connor UK, and uh, my website, my business is called Scars to Strength. So you can find that www.scarstostrength.com. And yeah, there's a few different free resources that are available on there, really aimed at helping you to become your best self, to overcome anxiety, to stop overthinking and to really step in your power. So yeah, run a few different things and there's a few different resources on there. So yeah, if you've enjoyed today, I guess, and enjoyed what I've had to share, there may be something on there for you. All right. And I'll put these uh, links to your uh, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, uh, your Oh, oh, it's probably what's worth mentioning. Uh, what's the code? What's the code? What's the code? What's the? Can't think of that one. What is? What's? What's that other? What's that? Mike, you just said that social media. 
What is it? Instagram. I couldn't even Instagram. Think yeah, I'll put that link. Um, yeah, I'll put I that link down mention- here. I mean, I'll put that link down here to make it easier for people to follow to catch it. Oh, amazing! And yeah, I've actually just launched a podcast so um, called "You're Not Crazy, It Is Your Trauma." So it's the whole conversation Ooh. kind of around trauma as yeah. such interests you, and you want to know more about how that might affect us, particularly like childhood trauma, what that does to us as adults. Yeah. Then, um, yeah, please do check that out. It's a I tell new you what, podcast. Danny, I'm going to I'm going to apply to be a guest on your show. So uh, ah. it's something to do about trauma. So yes, we can share mine. So. All right, not that not that you may not want mine. I was just throwing it out there. So, uh, yeah, thank you for uh, coming in. Hey, Scarlett, before we leave, we know people are hurting and struggling today. If you can leave them with a powerful message that will help them get through today. Uh, love on yourself. Take one step forward. Like, Focus on what, what's one thing that you can do today. Like, When we're going through things, quite often we feel overwhelmed or unhappy. Like, take take the pressure off. I would say focus on one thing that you can do today that will help you move forwards. I like it earlier you, when you said um, love yourself. Because if you can't love yourself, how can you expect anyone else so to love you? So yeah, and it's and that is so true. But not not that nobody else will love you, but you you may find it hard to even be able to accept it. I think is more the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. all right uh, well I appreciate our time together and everything hey uh, Steel and Yuck appreciate you coming in and Food Forest thank you for coming in and also Little Yoda tell Brittany I said hello and hope that uh, dried gum thing is dried socket is getting better I hope hope for her so all right uh, everybody else hey thank you for coming in and. Hey, everybody, uh, go ahead and help someone else and everything. Scarlett, again, thank you for coming in. It's everybody, do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you persevere past your paralysis. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. For motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at ProfessorofPerseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.